0: Hello friends, this is evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. Do you remember our word from yesterday? One word, that's all it was, a one-word sermon. Do you remember the word? It was the word, others. I wonder, have you been thinking about that word? Or maybe I should ask you, have you done anything with that word? Have you tried to apply the truth? It was Mr. Spurgeon that used to say, the sermon doesn't even begin until the application begins. So who cares that we've studied if we do not apply? Who cares if we remember, if we do nothing with it? We're just hearers and not doers. Are you willing to live your life this day like Christ did for others? Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. We return in our study to Philippians chapter 2. And we've learned, first of all, that others need to be evangelized. Let's begin by witnessing and sharing the gospel with others. But not only do others need to be evangelized, now we learn that others need to be esteemed. In fact, the Lord Jesus it gives us an example of this in Philippians chapter 2, when he made himself of no reputation. <laughs> Look, did he deserve to be esteemed? He's the Son of God. The Bible says he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And yet he sacrificed all of that. Why? Because he esteemed our souls more important. He esteemed our needs more pressing. Think of that. What a life lived and sacrificed for others. That's what the followers of Christ are to do. They're to esteem the needs of others around them. That's why Philippians 2 begins this way. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. And then it says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You see, one of the great temptations in our life is to think that our needs are the most important needs. And that our thoughts are the right thoughts. And yet, the mind of Christ is to look on the needs of others. Do you remember in Romans chapter 12, We know those first two verses so well about presenting our bodies and not being conformed to the world. But if you read on to Romans 12 verse 3, the Bible says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. What is he saying? He's saying don't think highly of yourself. Think highly of others around you. Don't imagine yourself most essential, most important. No, look at the needs of others. Think of the contribution of other people. Think what a wonderful blessing this would bring in every home, if every husband, every wife, every child lived for others think if in a church family what unity what uh, what one mind and one accord would be found if every member of that body wasn't thinking about themselves they were the essence of the christian life may i read a portion to you from philippians chapter 2 later in the passage the bible says wherefore my beloved as ye have always obeyed not as in my presence only But now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. That's an amazing verse. The Bible doesn't say we're working our salvation. It says we're working out the salvation that He's worked in. God has worked in your heart and in your life. It ought to show up in the way you live every day. How should it show up? Oh, read on. Verse 14 Do all things without murmurings and disputings. Can I tell you what will kill murmuring? Can I tell you what will put to death criticism and gossip? Can I tell you what will stop arguments and disputings and division? One thing, esteeming others better than ourselves. And why should we want that? Verse 15 says that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Paul said, if you will live your life like Christ wants you to live it, if you'll seek to minister to the needs of others, if you'll seek to do all things without murmurings and disputings, when people look at your life, they'll see a blameless, harmless child of God They'll see someone with such a testimony, they'll be attracted to the Christ inside of you. People want to talk about being a light in this world. Friend, that starts right where you are. It starts in your relationships today. It begins with your tone of voice, your response to others, the way you treat others, the way you think of others. The Lord Jesus is trying to teach us that others need to be esteemed. And see, when we begin to live this way, it brings such humility, such unity, such blessing. That then the Lord can work through our lives to attract other people to Himself and bring other people into this family. I love the way the Apostle Paul makes it so personal. He says in verse 17, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. What's Paul saying? He's saying, I'm trying to live this way. In other words, Paul wasn't telling them to do something he wasn't willing to do. Preachers should live what they preach. Would you pray for me today? Would you pray that me, that I would this day live for the needs of others around me? It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. Paul is our great example. And more than that, Christ is our great example Could we enter into a a covenant today? Could we make a commitment today and take a challenge today that this day, before this night ends, before this day comes to a close, we will say by the grace of God, we want the Lord to use us to minister to someone else, to meet the needs of others around us. And in doing so, we truly find joy on the journey. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.